Oh yeah, wow! It felt like these games took place so long ago. I know that, dude. There's just so much soccer going on, but yeah. I love it. You know, Britain shuts down. The Premier League doesn't. Wake up! Yeah. Wake and neither up! Neither do we. Neither do we. No. No. We we open shit. We open shit. Hello and welcome to another episode of the We Call the Soccer Show. I'm Walker Manning, joined by my guy Michael. Ollie's at the wheel driving drunk. Fahey, um, how you doing tonight? All right, not bad, not bad. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Doing well. Doing well. Love to hear it. All right, Let's kick off the show. We went seven for ten in gambling this week, including a number of plus money plays. Hop on the train now. Make some money. It's only going to get better going forward. Hit an eleven team parlay in Europe today. Mm. It's uh, hop on the money team. Why not? Why not? However, first game on the weekend, I got wrong. I think you got this one right. Um, Wolves two, Crystal Palace zero. First goal, first Premier League start, French youth national team member, Ryan Aignori. Wonderful goal. It was fantastic. I think, you know, he's going to push for that left wing back spot. Then the 27th, Daniel Podence, nice pass from Pedro Neto, made it 2-0. And um, that was all she wrote, other than Mishi Batswai scoring an offsides goal for the third week in a row. <laughs> um, not much to say about Crystal Palace. What'd you think? Uh, yeah, no good outing from Wolves. Uh, they did what I kind of expected them to do. You know, it was their game uh, to win. Surprisingly, though, you don't see this. Palace did have the lion's share of possession, which uh, probably played into Wolves' favor because Palace has no idea what to do with the ball since they never have it. So good outing from Wolves. Good to keep a, a clean sheet. Palace, the red card, is going to hurt them going forward. And because I think, was it a straight red? Yeah, it was, a, it was a yellow, and then they changed it to a red from VAR. Could have been an ankle breaker. I agree Ooh. with that. Oh, okay, so that's three matches for uh, Milojojevic. So that's not, not going to help him moving forward. Yeah, and Zaha just looked like a non-factor. So, mm-hmm. yeah, good win from Wolves. Bad outing from Palace. Yeah, bad outing from Palace. Um, you know, good three points by Wolves, like you said. Um, let's see if they can carry that momentum forward. Yeah. Next game on the weekend, Sheffield United 0, Manchester City 1. Uh, in the 28th minute, Kyle Walker scored an absolutely beautiful goal in his 100th appearance for Man City against his old club, Um I think it was just Kyle Walker's day from the start. Other than that, City controlled possession, shot the ball, created big chances. And, you know, it seems like the same old shit every week. We can't put away the chances that we have. But um, not, to, not to take away from the poor performance up front, Aaron Ramsdale had a quietly really good day. Nothing yeah. you can do about that Kyle Walker goal. Um, said you need to put away their chances if they want to beat the big teams, but three points is three points and we will take it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, even though Sheffield did lose, I got Ramsdale winning my man of the match really kept this game respectable. 
without him, well, you know, if they did have Henderson, it's probably a draw because he's a beast. But uh, without Ramsdale, this is a four, five, nothing game, I think. Mm-hmm. So good for this isn't a confidence booster because you lose, but they did go up against Manchester City, a team that is miles ahead of them. And to walk out of there one nothing, and to have a chance to tie it with Brewster missing a big chance, just you got to take positives from it. But uh, yeah, it was a great goal by Kyle Walker. Then turned out to be the decisive one. Uh, good from City. They just got to be more clinical, and I think they will. Maybe I don't know because no one knows what's going on this year. But uh, yeah, just. I think both sides can take positives and negatives from this one. Yeah, Jesus is back, so hopefully we will be more clinical. He played well in the midweek. Um, want to show some love to Sheffield right now. One of their best players, John Lundstrom, was offered a new contract, would have been the highest paid player at the club. Turned it down, so he's on the bench now. And uh, his deal's up this, this uh, offseason. Looks like he's not going back. And some team is going to get a very solid six slash eight this summer, I feel like. Okay, yeah. Uh, I do think that he will go to another team this summer. I'm not too high on him as a player because he would make the Sheffield team better. But if you're not good enough to be left on the bench by choice, then I don't know how much uh, better you can make a team. But I definitely see him going to like a Brighton or that caliber of a side and playing a role. But we'll see. We will see. We will see. What we hope to see was Christian Pulisic playing against the team that he got his perfect hat trick in last year. Unfortunately, he pulled up with a hammy in the warm-ups. But Chelsea went on to win 3-0 at Burnley. Um, Hakim Ziyech with a nice goal in the 26th. Kurt Zuma with a rocket of batter in the 63rd. And then Timo Werner off a nice Ziyech pass to make it 3-0 in the 70th. This game was all Chelsea. Burnley just hacked it upfield, wanted to see what they could do. Couldn't do anything. There were a few chances, you know, that they maybe could have made something out of. But Mendy did a really good job. So did Zuma and Silva. You know, dominating performance by Chelsea. Burnley didn't have a chance. They might be going down. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think Burnley might be going down. They still got a chance to get it together because they are Burnley and anything is possible with them. But, uh, yeah, like you said, Ziyech had a great goal. Um, Mount played surprisingly well this game. Uh, just classic Chelsea stuff. You know, it does suck to see Pulisic come off with an injury, although reports do suggest that him not playing was extremely precautionary and uh, he will be in camp with the U S men's national team in a week and a half. So I'd rather him play for the stars and stripes than the blue of London. So uh, yeah, I just hope it's not going to snowball on him. Yeah. It's a, it's a good thing. He gets to go into camp, keeping mm-hmm. him safe, you know, no need to stress that at Burnley. No reason. No, yeah, play for the team that's important, not the one yeah. that play, not the one that pays you. Exactly. And uh, another thing, Ziyech looks really. I know he played on the right wing on the team sheet, 
but he was dropping into like a number 10 role and he looks really good there. And Havertz actually has been playing better more centrally. So, you know, maybe, maybe fat Frank's figuring something out, but it is Burnley. So we'll see. Yeah. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Next game on the weekend, Liverpool at Anfield beating West Ham two to one first goal bit lucky came off the bar right bounced right to pablo fornaus made it one nil in the 10th and then um masuaku had a boneheaded penalty on mohammed salah he equalized in the 42nd diogo jota had a goal canceled for offsides in the 70th ninth and he didn't care about that he scored again in the 85th wonderful pass from zerda and sakiri and uh mo salah letting it run through on that LT button. It was a nice bit of play. Um, Liverpool was the better team on the day, and uh, they controlled the game, got the three points. Yeah, um, Liverpool were the better team, um, got what they deserved. One thing I do want to point out about uh, West Ham, though, is I do think that they subbed Ben Rama on in the 89th minute. And I do think that this is a player who should be playing more for them. Um, West Ham is doing, they're doing pretty well for themselves. Like they can't complain about their start to the season right now. But one thing they, every team could use, and especially a team like them who is overperforming is more creativity. And uh, I think Ben Rama fits that ticket, Um, you know, paid 2 million for him. Not not a crazy expensive signing, but a quality one. And I would just I think if he were to get more minutes on this team, this team would be doing uh this team could be a little bit better than they are. But um yeah, on the Liverpool side of things, Bobby Firmino, uh your time is up. You can you can take your shiny teeth back to Brazil <laughs> because Diego Jota is taking your spot. Or he should at least. But yeah, it's time's done. Liverpool have a new uh, new guy in the front three, and it's kind of scary. They may be clicking. So, but just Liverpool fans got to be kind of excited that a uh, can't score Bobby is out of there. So, yeah, yeah, and uh, forty million looking like a steal from Wolves. Absolute steal. Yep, they. Mm-mm, they're they definitely regretting that right now, even though Podence is coming through nice. But, wow, he is playing out of his mind. Yeah. Next game on the weekend, Aston Villa at home to Southampton. Let's call this the James Ward-Prowse game. On his birthday, opened up with an assist to Yannick Vestergaard, open header in the 20th, and then... Before halftime, he went on to score not one, but two free kick goals to make it 3-0. And then Danny Ings made it 4-0 in the 58th. And, um, you know, it was looking really, really good for Southampton. But then um, they kind of shut off, you know, not not great signs. Tyrone Mings made it 4-1 in the 62nd. Ali Watkins converts a penalty in the 93rd. And then Jack Grealish, what a goal he scored in the last like seconds of stoppage time. Nobody closed him down, just slots it in uh, near post. Um, Southampton got the three points. Uh, James Ward-Prowse should be very happy. But 
yeah, how do you switch off like that and allow three goals? You know, they were really panicking towards the end. And oh, yeah. uh, Ralph should be livid in the changing room. Yeah, I uh, I agree with that. Just you're up four nil, and at the hour mark, you gotta you gotta hold on. That's a little bit Spursy there from Southampton, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I think that the not taking nothing away from Southampton, they played really really well for an hour, but I do think that Aston Villa were uh, unlucky. And this one, I think they played well enough. I know that sounds stupid with the four goals allowed, but I think they played well enough to walk out of there with some points, if not all of them. Jack Grealish was uh, immense in this game. His goal was great. Um, But, you know, I think they were unlucky, like I said, to walk out of here with nothing. Uh, They did miss a couple big chances, so they can only blame themselves for that. Uh, But, yeah, it was just... An exciting game, as the scoreline tells, and uh, but yeah, James Ward Prowse, uh, the man of the match, man of the day, birthday boy, whatever you want to call him, he was the driving force behind those three points for Southampton. Yeah, I dropped him from my fantasy team last time I checked it, so that's good. Unfortunate L there, um, <laughs> probably like a 20 bomb or something that day, probably Ama- amazing game, amazing game. Next game on the weekend, Newcastle United at home to Everton. Everton with a extremely different lineup than usual. Um, I think all of our prayers got answered. We we each see, saw what we wanted to see. You know, you've been bitching about Jordan Pickford saying he's ass, and uh, yep. Robin Olsen gets a start. Played very well, actually, I think. You know, one mm-hmm. was a penalty. The other, he really couldn't do much about. But he made a few good saves. And uh, my guy, Fabian Delph, also got the start. Um, I can't say that many good things about him. Nor can I say good things about Nkunku. Gomesh and Sigurdsson, you know, they don't hold a fucking candle to Hamas and Richarlison. Yeah. Um Calum Wilson played a great game, scored a brace, one penalty. Son Yuri Mina said, shh, child, go to sleep. Uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin made it 2-1 in the 91st, didn't really mean much. And uh, you just saw how this Everton team is really so thin. They are two good, they're two players, really one player away from just being bang average. And uh, it showed against Newcastle. Yeah, this team, this Everton side is two completely different teams without Hamas on the field. It's, it's, it's concerning, honestly, for them. Um, but yeah, just Newcastle, Callum Wilson, uh, he's shutting us up. You know, we said that he was a stupid buy. We laughed at him, like literally laughed at him in the first yes, podcast. So, um, I guess good for you for making us look like assholes, but uh, yeah, good game. Uh, Andre Gomez, terrible. Just ugh, he's like bad. He is bad. He is bad. Very bad. Uh, although you say can't say many good things about Fabian Delp. Although I think you can't say many bad things. He wasn't standout, but he definitely did a job. Uh, so. 
I guess that's good for him for not playing much at all. And then Olsen, thank God Pickford's out. Thank God this team's going to be so much better when they play their full-strength outfield. And then they have Olsen in that this team is much, much better, I think. Well, we haven't seen it yet, but I will think they will be because dinosaur arm Pickford is just not not going to cut it if this team wants to make Champions League, Europa League even, but... Yeah, hopefully he gets another start because, as Tim Howard said on uh, NBC, goalkeepers don't get rested in the league. If uh, your manager's telling you you're getting rested, then you got to worry. And I do think that Pickford has to worry because, as you said, uh, Olsen did do pretty well in that match. Yeah, Olsen did do pretty well. The only thing I'm going to say in Pickford's defense, and I'm not saying this like he's some fucking stalwart uh, in that, um, but he does he does fuck around and save a penalty here and there. You can't deny that. And he saved the penalty versus Newcastle last year. Matt Ritchie penalty, so not Callum Wilson, but he saved the penalty last year, and maybe he could have rescued a point. You know, just I... I Maybe, you know, I, I think Olsen played very well. Maybe Pickford would have fucked up another time, but, you know, some devil's advocate over there. He can, yeah. he can save a pen. Yeah, I mean, a broken clock is right twice a day. So. <laughs> mean. Mean. Yeah, Don't do that like to Sunderland that. Starlet. Oh, yeah. How many times have you been relegated? What? Is, is it once? The, once, right? And then he got bought? I don't know. Because he's, he's still very young, so I doubt. Unless Sunderland, you know, went up and down, but I don't think they did. I think that was the whole big deal yeah. on the show. I don't yeah. Know. Hmm. Well, waiting for season too many. three. Waiting for season three. The, <laughs> the, the, the producer said, never lose hope. Never lose hope. Um, speaking of never losing hope, Actually, no, this is some you're losing hope here. (laughs) United zero, Arsenal one. Um, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang scored the only goal of the game via a somewhat controversial penalty, according to Man United Twitter, in the 69th minute. Um, Other than that, it was not a very fun game to watch. I thought Arsenal bossed the game a bit. They, They let United have the possession, but um, they didn't play a low block, but they played a compact block higher up the pitch than than normal. And United really had a hard time breaking that down. They couldn't create damn near anything. And, um, you know, I, I wouldn't feel great about this if I was an Arsenal fan, to be honest, because this United team played like shit on the day. And I feel like you could have got more out of it, but... Three points is three points. It's another big six side, so it's a good win. And the first away win for Arsenal versus a big six side um, in 200 years, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, United played so, so bad. I think, uh, yeah, three points is three points, and you got to celebrate it. But the fact Arsenal needed a penalty to beat this team – um, I don't think that's good, but I just there's no creation. Uh, Scott McTominay should not be on a football pitch 
for a team in the Premier League or in any of the top flight divisions in Europe. He is so bad. Scott McAss. So Scott McAss. Yeah. Or what did I say? Scott Scott McTerrible, I think. Scott McTerrible. Yeah. Um Fred, unlucky yellow card in the uh first twenty minutes of the game, I think, so he had to play a little bit differently. But he also played terrible. Pogba, what are you doing? Like he's nah, a left winger now. <laughs> yeah, he's he's better there offensively, but I don't know why he's in, is he in the box. Is he yeah. really though? <laughs> the, yeah. What did he do besides? Like, uh, it was so what funny. Did, but what did, did Gary Neville call do? the game, or who called the game? Uh, I don't know, dude. Don't he know. was riding Pogba hard, dude. He was like, "Yeah, he can take someone off the dribble," and I'm like, "Bruh, <laughs> he moves three yards. What are you talking about?" Uh, it's just they did nothing. They did nothing at all. I wish Cavani was in this game. His intelligent movement off the ball would have been something United could have really, really used rather than just Greenwood and Rashford just trying to outpace people all game. But, uh, yeah, bad. Gabriel, though, should have been sent off. I don't know what fair, this ref was fair. thinking. It wasn't going to change the game, so I'm not just want to get that out there, but he should 110% should have had a red card in that game. So... And I think Arsenal lucked out there that their uh, their best defender in the history of their club, as some people would put it, for Arsenal uh, can play in their next match. But uh, yeah, just United got to pick it up, or Ollie won't be at the wheel anymore. Um, oh. Do you know why? Oh, what's up? Oh no, what? No, you can go first. No, no, no. no okay, okay, I'll go first. Uh, also, I think I don't know the exact number of goals Manchester United have allowed this season. I'm going to say 17 if you include Champions League and all that stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of goals. And not one of them has been at the fault of the goalkeeper. So Harry Maguire, I I would have been a better investment for 80 That's super fair because I'm just running through it in my head and I'm like, there's so many instances where you guys just – just fuck up so so blatantly yeah like the spurs game like the fact that hey made saves in that game like i'm happy yeah. for him and proud of him but just he's getting no help so i think uh if united is gonna blame anyone they need to blame that fucking idiot that got arrested in greece and should be in a prison fair yes yeah, they should so, yeah but what were you gonna say um why didn't alex tell us what, what's up what's up with him he has COVID. He has COVID. He has COVID. Okay. Yeah. All right. That answers my first question. Um, I know you guys are just a confusing ass team because Vanderbeek, Bruno, and Paul are all like most effective in the same position. And it's, and you don't have a right winger. So, you know, in this game, you played Marcus and, and Mason up top. It, it, it's so weird. Like you guys don't really have a good way to play, but you have talented players. So I don't, I don't really know what to think of this team because, like yeah. you know, a moment of individual brilliance could change a game at any point. You know, Greenwood slide one home against Red Bull. You know, Pogba playing a nice pass here and there, but mm-hmm. it's it's not a team. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's a. Uh, there is a big debate over whether or not if Ali could play Bruno and Vandebeek on the field at the same time. And I don't think that's a debate that should be had. 
I think it's either Pogba or Vanderbeek. And because I think you can't play both of them at the same time, but I feel he's obviously played Bruno and Pogba together. And uh, if you just sub out Pogba for Vanderbeek, they'll do the same type of job. So I think there are some questions that need to be asked. Um, a big thing is getting Tony back too. Martial coming back will help yeah. them, even though he's going to have negative service with the way they're playing. But, um, you know, he's just a killer. So he'll get his goal. Yeah, man. The thing about Paul is you just can't give him really any defensive responsibilities, I feel like. No, you just got yeah. And so, like, can you play Bruno a little deeper? Is he most effective there? I don't think so. Same with Donnie. You know, it's – I don't know. That's why Paul got to be a winger. See, if you guys guys had the facilities to play pep ball, it would work much better because you could have a left-right cam. And you know that would at least get two of them on the field at the same time. But you know, you, you don't have the you don't have the DM or the center backs to do that. So it is what it is. Yeah, the city should buy Pogba eighty million. Um, cash. See, if we didn't have a youngin by the name of Philip Iceland Tinder Foden, then I'd say yes. But he's currently the best U twenty one in the world, so. Spots locked up. Spots locked up, bro. He's a creator. He's not David Silva yet, but he will be. (laughs) And the next game on the weekend, Tottenham Hotspur at White Hart Lane or Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, whatever it's called now, two to Brighton Hove and Albion. One um, penalty that wasn't a penalty, if I'm being honest. Like, I don't know what VAR is looking at. This wasn't inside the box, but Harry Kane flops to all hell outside the penalty box and you know somehow gets a penalty 56 Tariq Lamptey wonderful goal by Pascal Grab looked a bit offsides but again you know maybe VAR fucked up the first time they're like we'll give it to you this time so 1-1 and then wonderful cross from the two Madrid boys connecting on a goal Sergio Rehilm curves it in Gareth Bale scores his first goal back for Tottenham Hotspur Smiles all over the place. Wonderful moment for the boys. Josie's Instagram is a social media phenomenon. I'm addicted to it. And I, um, you know, I wish the best for Josie because I love him. But at the same time, I, I really want their season to be as turbulent as possible so I can see the shithousery that he posts. I need more lonesome <laughs> bus picks. Yeah, but I I also need more picks with him holding three game balls for when he wins his third Europa League. Yeah, oh yeah, that's uh, it's you gotta love Mourinho. I still love him. Even how can though, you not? How can yeah, you not? It's just just such a lovable guy. Uh, but on the game, you know, uh, for Brighton, a couple of injuries it looks like uh, with Lampetti and Sully Marsh. So. Got to see how they come out. But Ooh, that's not good. Yeah, because they're two um, very important players to the Brighton side. I think they're best players going forward. Yeah, yeah, you could definitely say that. Um, but, you know, good from Bale to get his goal, uh, his Premier League goal back with Tottenham. It's going to be a big signing for them. I think he's going to help take a little bit of the load off of that uh, front attack, even though it doesn't look like Son and Kane need any help because they can just fire this team on their own as they have combined for 37 
goals and assists this season in wow. their stats and all competitions. And Spurs have played, I think, 13 games or something. So not a bad record. Not a bad record. Um, Harry Kane's still not as good as Lewandowski, and Son will never be Rashford. So, no good for them, though. A solid win from Tottenham. Uh, they deserved it, so they went out and got it. But, yeah. Yeah, solid three points for Tottenham. Josie, you know, wasn't impressed on Instagram. He said three points, but we didn't play well. Spurs social media disagreed with him, but let the man work. He's a special one. He knows what's good with this team. Decent amount of yellow cards, bastardly things, you know, got to love it. Next game on the weekend, Fulham 2, West Brom 0. The shit bowl, Fulham came out on top. First goal of the game came in the 26th minute. Hockey assist by Anthony Robinson. Crossed it in to Mitrovic. Mitrovic slides it across the goal. Bobby Reed heads it home. Wonderful team play. Um, you know, Bobby Reed scored the goal. Mitrovic got the assist. But everybody on the team went over to hug our boy from the red, white, and blue because he created that goal. Peach of an assist. We got a left back. We got him. Um, next goal of the game came in the 30th minute by Ola Anya. Absolute rocket. Like, holy shit, dude. This was a fucking goal. This was a goal. And uh, Fulham were the better team. They deserved the three points. Yeah, Fulham were the better team, and uh, they did deserve it. Honestly, it was, like, going to sound weird, but I'm disappointed with West Brom and the way they came out and played. This was a very winnable game going into it. Probably a game that you got to think um, you got to think Slavin Bilic was looking at and wanting to win. So just not getting any points whatsoever and honestly getting played off of the pitch is not good for this side. Um, looks like they'll be going down. Fulham also looks like they'll be going down, but uh the reverse of this fixture is going to be very important for both these teams and hope. And if I'm West Brom, I am hoping that I can uh, get a result out of that one. But this was huge from Fulham. Well played, well earned, and uh, they got what they needed this weekend. Yeah, and um, this is also going to sound weird because this is two of the worst teams in the league. This is actually a surprisingly good game to watch because – Neither team had to sit in and just absorb more talent than them for the whole game. They could really go at it. You know, it's the kind of football that uh, Scott Parker and uh, Mans over at West Brom, what's his name? Uh, Slavin Bilic. Yeah, it's the type of soccer that they both want to play. So it was more free-flowing than you're often going to see from these guys. But follow them with the three points. Yeah. Next game on the weekend – you got this one right. Oh, wait, no, we both did. We both did. I picked Lester in this one. My Leeds bias was absent. Good. Um, Leeds suck. No. I they do. No. No. Lester's actually good until um, 2021. Then they're going to be bad again. Um, Leeds won. Lester four. Uh, first, game, first goal of the day came from Harvey Barnes. It was, um, you know, blast from the past. This is the first blast from the past in the week. Christian Fuchs, TBT, plays a wonderful ball over the top. Jamie Barty runs around the defender. Inexcusable mistake by Koch. 
um, or cock, as they like to say in the announcers. I don't know. <laughs> um, Vardy dribbles the keeps, pass in Harvey Barnes, 1-0. Uh, second goal came in the 21st minute. Um, Mycia makes a nice save, but Teoman's chases down the deflection. Um, 48th minute, Leeds win a free kick. Stuart Dallas crosses it in, but what? Nobody touches it. Bounce into the goal. Um, it, it was a bit fluky, but, you know, stinker from the defense. Nice free kick, I guess, from Dallas. Got a yellow card two minutes later, so got to love that about him. Um, Jamie Vardy from a peach of a ball, little chip over the keeper, 3-1 in the 76. And then last goal of the game, Yuri Tielemans scores a penalty, make it 4-1. Um, my man of the match is definitely under. I think he played an astounding game. He's a really good signing so far. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Um, Seng is under um, on Vardy's goal to make it 3-1. Uh, first, his run that he made into the box, just passing everyone, showing off his speed. And then that beautiful first-time little just sideways little chip that just stood up perfectly for Vardy and stopped right where he needed to stop was so the announcer called it a miss kick at the time, which I don't uh, think it was like that was just too perfect to be a miss kick. And even if it was, he won't say it, he'll bring that to his grave, but great performance from him. Uh, and then Telemans with another very solid performance for this Lester side. Um, he did get a he got a brace today or not today whenever they played, but uh, his brace. But even when he's not scoring or assisting goals, he is kind of the engine and the conductor of this Leicester team. Alongside, um, <clears throat> he kind of does the dirty work for Madison, and I think that little pairing is really really good for Leicester. And uh, if they can build on the way that they're playing this season. They'll be they'll be all right, but like you said, once twenty twenty one rolls around, we'll see we'll see Lester, the real Lester, not this faux pas good Lester. So yeah, but solid outing for them. It was a tough game going into it, and they they were up to the task and proved that they belong. Yeah, I, I really agree with you, Yuri Telemans' point. He's a really really good player. Um, who knows if he'll leave one day to a to a big club? I think he definitely has the talent to play at a top team, you know, competing for Champions League and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, might want to see him at a Barcelona, Madrid, Juventus. He would fit in uh, any of those teams, I think. But uh, Leicester drive a hard bargain, so who knows? Maybe he's a lifer. Yeah, they got eighty million for fucking Maguire. We could probably get three hundred million for this guy because he's actually good at soccer. Yeah, but but I digress. <laughs> hey man, Chilwell actually looks good, even though he plays left wing for Chelsea. God, um, he looks like a good player. No, yeah, knowing Fat Frank, Pulisic will come back. Chilwell's further forward. Pulisic will be our left back for the next five years, and it'll be oh god, just just terrible. I don't even hey, know why hey. I brought that into my mind. Hey, man, maybe you don't know. Maybe Frank is rounding him into form. I, I, hey. He's not. Hey. Not, but okay. Zuma, Silva, and Mendy, they look all right. They look all right as a trio. But 
<laughs> that does it for the English Premier League. We had a great week of betting. Um, hit multiple plus money plays. Hop on the money train. And now we go to Europe, where we saw a bunch of crazy-ass games. Um, where, do you, where do you want to start with the Champions League? Um, let's start with... Uh... Let's uh, let's look at the crazy ones, I guess. You know, just yeah. a couple the, six goal games, a fiver. Yeah, just crazy. Uh, <laughs> Bayern Munich. Uh, I guess we'll start with them after being tied with uh, Red Bull Salzburg two two in the sixty sixth minute. This Champions League winning side went on to win six. Two, so that's four goals in 24 minutes of action. Um, great stuff from the current or the champions holder. Uh, we got the usuals on the score sheet: Sane, Lewandowski. Um, you know, just doing their thing, and then also we got Boateng hopping on there. So good for him, and Lucas Hernandez getting a goal. So classic stuff from Bayern uh, domination. Domination, domination. Sad to see Jesse Marsh's men play so, so well for, against that type of competition and then just fall apart. But, uh, yeah, what do you think about this one? Yeah, um, it was – see, like, I don't know what to think about Salzburg, though, because, like, you say it's a good performance. And, you know, they've been playing, like, quote-unquote well in Champions League, you know, made it 3-2 with Madrid – got a draw from Locomotive, who are no joke, um, and, you know, played well with Bayern for a little over an hour. But at the end of the day, they just concede a shit ton of goals. Yeah. And um, that's – I don't know if that's sustainable or not. But, uh, you know, Bayern's just too good. They're too nice. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just – there's nothing you can do about a team that's just that much better than you. Yeah. Uh so on to the next one, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Six, Shakhtar, Dontesk, zero. They got absolutely smacked from minute one. It was 4-0 at the half with Playa bagging an early first half brace in 26 minutes and Bespiani also getting one before the half. And uh, after the halfway point, we had Lars Stindl getting in there and Another goal, rounding out the hat trick from Playa. Just absolute domination by this team. Once again, they didn't hold the ball more than uh, Shakhtar. Shakhtar did have possession. You just look at the shots. You look at the big chances created. Uh, they just were a different class. The Shakhtar team, old, um, very Brazilian. Just very. couldn't get it done on this day. And uh, honestly, very surprising. I think Gladbach's a great team. They're a very, very good team, but I would have never predicted this type of showing from them. What do you think? Yeah, I never would have predicted it. Didn't predict it. Um, it was a plus one spread to Shakhtar. Um, I bet that. I thought it was going to be close-ish. Maybe Shakhtar can make a result. I was wrong as hell. Gladback yeah. just fucking fucked them up. And um, I'm going to give y'all a little tip for the weekend. 
Um, Gladbach plays Leverkusen. Big game in the Bundesliga this weekend. Gladbach is plus 210 underdogs right now. Leverkusen got a 4-2 victory today against um, Thursday against Hapul Beersheva. Um, never heard of them. And, you know, 4-2 sounds flattering, but it was very, very close. Um, it, towards the end, Leverkusen, you know, they were just more fit because these guys were missing a shit ton of players to COVID. But um, Gladbach's going to be more rested. They're hot. Plus 210, crazy odds. Hammer Gladbach versus Leverkusen this weekend. Yeah, wow, that is crazy. Gladbach are in such incredible form right now. Thurman is a man Beast. on fire. Beast. Uh, next game from this week's past championship, Champions League outing, excuse me. Um, we got Liverpool versus Atalanta. Five nil in favor of the team from Mary's side. Uh, just crazy. Diego Hiota with the goal on the 16th and getting another one in the 32nd. We go into the half at 2 nothing. Then Salah, Mane, and Jota completes his hat trick in that order. Uh, and this game was done and dusted. Just Liverpool being the Liverpool we are used to, running up and down the field. The front three getting their goals. Bobby Firmino, nowhere in sight. Uh, but on the other side of things, not the Atalanta team we're used to. Um, you know, this team that was such a Cinderella story last season. Um, someone that you would always look forward to seeing their game, seeing that attacking brand. They just didn't have it today. Um, Zduvan Zapata, Luis Modial. Uh, just nothing. Gomez played pretty well, but they they couldn't muster anything against this Liverpool side that was hurting at the back. So very strong game from Allison and a good uh, good showing from Liverpool's defense. But yeah, uh, some big struggle from Atalanta on this one. What's your read on it? Yeah, Jota um, and Liverpool's front three they really came to play today. Atalanta has actually been in a, I didn't think it was going to be 5-1, but they've been in a crusty run of form, you know. Uh, they only beat the worst team in Italy by one goal. Drew Ajax, they lost to Sam, Sampdoria, not a good squad, and they lost 4-1 in Napoli. Um, it's been a rough rough month for the boys, and, uh, you know, hope they pick it back up because usually it's a fun side to watch play. Definitely one of the more watchable teams in Italy. And uh, if they want to, you know, have a shot at making it out of this group, they uh, they got to pick up points and preferably next time they play Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah, definitely needed for, um, for them. Because this group is, it's first place isn't wide open, but that second place spot is um, yeah. the level on points. So no, one, no yeah. joke. Yeah. Nana's a beast. He really is. And surprised that no team has come in for his services, especially Chelsea, the way they spent this summer, you would have thought that splashing out on him would have been another uh, drop in the pan, but some teams. Know, I think it's going to be more than a hundred mil. Wow. I wow. It's going to be. He's going to break the goalkeeper record, man. He's because some big club's going to come in for him, and 
you know, they sold the lit for 80. They sold Ziyech for 60, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, goal, like a goalkeeper like this will change your team. So I think, I think you go for 100 plus. Wow. That's uh, big money. Big money. I guess we'll see. You know, if Bayern didn't uh, get Nubel in last year, I could definitely see the German champions splash oh, shock such big a money. Shock is such a mess. <laughs> I think they play Mines this this uh, weekend. Also, such a mess. So we got a shit bowl coming up in the Bundesliga. German German edition. Yeah, so that's good. Uh, surprising result, uh, I guess, is. The United game, I don't really want to talk about it, so I can let you take the re- uh, lead on this one if you want. Should we all have fun all right. with it? All right. I will have fun with it because, you know, we mentioned a blast from the past earlier, and we got to mention one in this game, of course. Um, first goal came from Demba Ba. Demba Ba. Demba Ba. Newcastle legend. Chelsea legend. Fucking... United's caught all the way out, 10 men in the box on attack, not even three seconds after they take a corner. Um, you know, easy goal. Nemanja Matic almost chased him down maybe 10 years ago. That's a good, that's a good thing to see. But now it's just kind of cute. Um, and then in the 40th, Istanbul, Besek Shahir makes it 2-0 from a goal from Edin Visca. And then Anthony Martial makes it 2-1, but it was too little too late. For anybody that listened to the UCL preview, I called this. I said that United were going to lose in Turkey and down go Ali's men in Turkey. Plus 1,600 odds. Boom. Take it to the bank. Come to the money team. Um, I was actually really surprised by this, though, because United like hasn't looked that bad. But... Oh my god, this was fucking terrible. Like, I I don't even know. Like, because like you can blame Ali, you know, you got to switch on all the time. But when you got a bunch of head asses playing ten in the box, like it's hard to blame the manager. Like that's soccer one hundred and one. What do you think? Um. Yeah. Uh. Good game from Rafael. Um, True. Another blast from the past. Yeah, it did really well. I think he was their man of the match, but uh, just terrible, terrible, terrible from this United team. Just don't know what to say. Um, Martial got his goal, so yay. But I don't even like. I don't even know what to say. It's just so bad. How do you lose to a team who has a guy named Bully Bolingoli? And Bomba, or Mbombo. like I don't know who that is. Yeah, I don't, he is like just. How do you lose to a team like that? Your Manchester United. It's they need this to is beat a them. First uh, ever win in Champions League for Istanbul, by the way. Ever. Yeah, their first ever goals in the Champions wow. League. Too. Holy shit! So thanks, Harry. Thanks, Axel. But. Yeah, and you know, it's just so classic United that their best defender over the past couple of days or weeks uh, has been the left back, the position that they bought a replacement for. So just love to see it. But yeah, just no one played well besides Shaw and 
Tony, I guess Henderson didn't have much to do besides the one-on-ones that his defense put him in. So I can't really uh, say anything about him, but uh, just, they need to, they need to pick it up and they need to beat Everton on Saturday. That's all I can say about uh, this game and this dreadful, dreadful United team at the moment. Um, Are there any other champions league games you want to talk about? Maybe uh, you see any other ones? Um, yeah, there, there's two, two teams I want to mention, you know, big results from them. Red Bull Leipzig is the first one, mm. um, two, one victory versus PSG. However, PSG had some head asses to thank for that. Namely, Idrissa Gaye and Presnel Kimpembe, both getting red cards, both missing the last three matches of the champions league. So, um, that's tough sledding for PSG. You know, believe it or not, United are still atop the group. They're they're alive and well in this group. They're going to win it. And PS, uh, maybe they'll win it. Um, I think Red Bull's taking it, but they have a chance to make it out. They have a chance to make it out. And um, the other team, even more impressive, probably the most impressive result in Europe this week, Sevilla. They go down two goals. Even Rakitic makes it 1-2 in the 42nd. And then professional last man foul by Jesus Navas. Red card right before halftime. And you're like, oh my God. Sevilla is really about to fuck around and lose to Kranznodar. There's no way. But nah, these boys with 10 men, with 10 men, Yusuf N. Nasiri comes in in the hour mark, scores a brace in 12 minutes. Sevilla go home with the three points. What a game by them. Like, what a game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I have to attribute this game to the the Jesus Nava red card. I mean, shout out Nick Hughes. That, that ejection fired up his teammates, had to. And yeah. they came out and got the result that they needed. So just good. Not even good. Great. Just great from this side. Love things you love to see. This is something you'd put under that column. So, really nice. Yeah, you always love to see that, you know, Man City legend doing it for the boys. Um, <laughs> they, they, they just built different in, in the team that actually plays in Manchester. I don't know. Um, all right, that, uh, that, that does it for the Champions League. Um, so do you want to do you want to call the games this weekend or would you like to touch on the absolute stud filled national team roster real quick? Um, up to you. Up to you. All right. Um, I'll touch on the roster then. You know, there's right. there's not many new names to talk about, but something to mention Um you know, Josh Sargent, unfortunately, not going to be in camp with us because of Werder Bremen, the Bundesliga COVID protocols. Um, kind of sucks. If it was, if that wasn't the case, we would have an entirely European roster. But um, other than that, we got the usuals: Tim Way, Sebastian Soto, uh, Yuli Lanes, you know, Pulisic, Conrad De La Fuente, Gio Reyna. You know them. Never heard of this Nicolas. Gioncini kid, you 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 know him. You know him. He plays for uh, Kien in uh, France. Striker, like 
has a bright future. I'm not sure how many first team minutes he's gotten. I think he's gotten a few first team minutes and he might have a first team goal for Kien in France, but a uh, big prospect, another guy in the striker pool, which is uh, out of the attacking positions for the U S probably the one with the least amount of depth. So excited to see him in camp. He's a, uh, he's an athlete. So we'll see, see what he can do. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, excited to see him play. You know, uh, fuck that LA Galaxy guy that's coming in. I don't know him. Yeah, it's should've a twenty-three Darryl, man roster. Not should have been Daryl DK. Should have been Daryl DK. One hundred percent should have. Moving on to the midfielders, uh, we got Owen Atswoi from Wolverhampton. Uh, I've never seen him play. I think he's a youth kid, but um, you know, excited for him. Eunice Musa, story of the call-ups. Out of left field, great recruiting by Greg, uh, defensive midfielder for Valencia. Um, another engine to add to the already very engineous midfield room, led by Weston McKinney and Tyler Adams. You know them. And we also got Richie Ledesma making his uh, champ Europa League debut today for PSV. And um, to round it off, last but not least, Johnny Cardosa from Internacional, who I would describe as a... He's basically Weston McKinney's clone, to be honest. Like, he's raw, he's big, he's athletic, he's a ball winner. Um, He'll do something amazing, but then he'll have a lazy pass that would otherwise be easy. But he has a lot of potential, and um, our midfield is looking like a fucking force, I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah, it really is shaping up to look uh, pretty good. Um, one thing I do want to point out about this midfield selection is it's extremely, extremely defensive. You know, um, the only out-and-out attacking midfielder besides Gio Reyna, because he was listed with the forwards for some reason, but uh, is uh, Richie Ledesma. Uh, so I kind of like what Greg's doing. He's I think he has like that... Uh, box-to-box midfield in mind so i like that a lot of hard-working players but i am super duper excited to see johnny cordoso play uh just one of the more unknown u.s talents playing in brazil playing at a high level um for a very good team in brazil so just things you love to see and I think he's going to slide in perfectly. And Musa was a, like uh, you said, an insane snag. Could have played for Ghana, England, or Italy. But he chose to play for the red, white, and blue, the stars and stripes. So um, great to have him on board. Shout out to him. But, uh, yeah, it's a great midfield, like you were saying. really like it. Yeah, um, midfield is definitely the strong point of our team. And uh, I'm, I'm very excited, you know, hopefully Gio Reyna or Pulisic can play in that 10 role. And then you have two or three of those hardworking lads in behind them. They don't got to worry about a thing. They can just go and create. You mm-hmm. get to see. Yeah. Um, on to the defenders. Some familiar names, some new names. John Brooks from Wolfsburg, you know. Probably our best center back. Good to see him back. Reggie Cannon playing at Balvista. Huge upset on the weekend. Wow. Um, Serginho Dest, Barcelona Starlet. 
Matt Miazga actually playing a lot and playing very well for Anderlecht. Uh, you know, a little bit below Chelsea level, but, you know, he, he needs the playing time. Tim Ream, uh, not excited to see him back because he sucks dick, but he plays in England, so I guess he's better than the alternative. Uh, we got Chris Richards, you know, wonderful crosser of the ball from Bayern, and Anthony Jedi Robinson bagging a hockey assist at the weekend. Um, honestly, except, you know, except for center back, kind of, because, you know, Miazga is playing well. Um, it looks like a pretty strong defensive group, especially John Brooks. Wolfsburg haven't been getting, you know, many results in the Bundesliga, but that ain't his fault. That defense has been on point. He's been on point, and uh, I'm excited to see him get back. Yeah, um, everyone besides Tim Ream, I'm totally on board for on this list. Uh, someone I would have liked to see instead of Tim Ream, even though he hasn't played that much at all, is DeAndre Yedlin, who was left off of this uh, roster. Who came as, I don't want to say a shock, because he hasn't, like I said, he hasn't been playing, but I think this is one of the first times that a, uh, he's been, in a long time, that he's been left off of a roster that includes European-based players. So is it the beginning of the end? Probably if Tim Ream is getting picked over you. So uh, not good from DeAndre, but everything else on this defender side looks great. Like you were saying, John Brooks has been playing really well. Um, him and Chris Richards, him and Matt Biazga, whatever center back pairing they're going to throw out there is going to uh, do pretty well and lock it up in front of uh, our trio of goalkeepers that we got coming in this uh, this November. Yeah, another name, possibly. Um, he hasn't been able to make any of the 18s for Tottenham, but Cameron Carter-Vickers, center mm-hmm. back over at Spurs. Um, yeah. You know, I don't really know much about him because I don't see him play, but I assume if you're at a club like that, you're at least somewhat talented. Yeah, it's not a bad uh, rule of thumb. Rule of thumb. Um, moving on to... You know, the midfield was, you know, this is honestly another talented position group. We got the goalkeepers, um, Zach Steffen, Man City, um, back up to Ederson. Ederson's been playing really, really well. And I think that's because he knows he has some legit competition with him. Haven't gotten to see him play too much, but uh, hopefully FA Cup and EFL Cup season, he'll get a lot more games. And, um, you know, and maybe if we get our next three points in the champions league, he'll get to start at least the last game of that. So that'll be good to see Ethan Horvath, you know, club Bruges. We talked about him in another show, very talented guy. Um, and this guy I've never heard of before, but, uh, Chituru Odunze from Leicester. Yeah. I didn't even know about him, but fuck it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. He's a he's a guy I like the most out of obviously besides Stefan. Um he this Adunze kid is a great prospect. He is exactly what if Americans played soccer before football, before basketball, this is the kid that you would be seeing a lot more of. This man is six eight at eighteen years old or twenty years old. So He's a power forward in net for the United States, and uh, I really hope he gets some minutes. I just want to see that gigantic, lanky frame in net just being Ariannis. So 
just I'm super excited. I really does. I really do hope that he gets any type of minutes. I just want to see him face one shot where he has to dive. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. Yeah, wow. He's a fucking... I did not know that he was that much of a fucking freak. He's an EPS. But, um, he, he is an EPS. EPS, elite physical specimen. But um, who, who are we playing during the break? Do you know? Uh, yeah, we play Wales and Swansea. And then we head over to Austria to play Panama. All right, all right. Um, I don't think it's unrealistic to expect four points out of that. Um, I don't know if we can get a win versus Wales, but we should at least get the draw there, and then, you know, we should beat Panama. Yeah, Wales would be a great test. Yeah, Wales would be a really, really good test for this team, Uh, especially for this defense. I know I hate this guy, but I'm going to say it because he plays extremely well for Wales. Dan James, Gareth Bale, that's – it's not a bad there's not a bad group of wingers that Wales have, so be a big test on uh Anthony and um probably Reggie Cannon or Serginio, whoever's out there for that game. So it'll be nice then Panama should be a very good uh kind of test to see where we are in CONCACAF. We should beat the brakes off of these man. So if we don't uh Greg is still Greg in everything he did, calling up these dual nationals, a whole European-based team I will forget about in a heartbeat if we do not smash Panama. So, yeah, but always good to see the boys back in action. Yeah, if you got a loaded gun, you got to know how to use it at the end of the day. Yep. So, yep. we'll see. We'll see what you do, G-Rag. We'll see what you do. But... <laughs> That does it for our national team preview of the roster. You know, all these names are, you know, international stars. It's really cool to see and uh, really hopeful for what they got going forward. Um, But now, last but not least, we're going to pick the games on the weekend. Give you our professional grade A, A1 steak sauce gambling advice. First game on the weekend, Brighton Hove Albion at home to Burnley. Um, I'm I'm riding with Brighton in this one. They're not a bad team, but they need to pick up some results. Burnley, on the other hand, is a bad team. I wouldn't be surprised if this was a draw because Burnley can pull a no-no 1-1, but I I really think Brighton's going to get the three. Yeah, um, I'm I'm gonna say a a draw on this one because I just see Burnley nipping an early goal and then parking and then sometime in the second half Brighton respond and then I see a one one here. Uh, neither team is playing well whatsoever, but this would be a good game for Brighton to break out and. Uh, get back to the way that they can be playing, but I just don't see it happening. I see a draw on this one. Would you like the, would you like the under two and a half in this game? How would you feel about that? Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. I like, I like that. I like that. I like, I like all those, you know, I would just lean Brighton, but Hey, I could definitely see a draw. See a one, one, zero, zero. I don't, I don't know. It's a tough game to be honest. Cause Brighton, you know, they 
they they're honestly the like unluckiest team in the Premier League to this point. And um, yes. I, I don't know. I, I don't know when they're gonna pick up some points. <laughs> um, next game on the weekend: Southampton at home to Newcastle. Um, I'm riding with Ralph Hassan and the boys in this one. I think they're the better team. I think they're at home. They should get the three points. They've hit a run of form and uh, Newcastle ain't shit. Like they still ain't shit. Like I don't care what anybody got to say. They ain't shit. So Southampton three points. Um, yeah, I'm inclined to agree. Uh, it's been six games for Newcastle without a clean sheet. And um, Ooh. I, I think that goes up to seven. Um, but I don't know because just the way that Southampton ended against yeah, Aston good. Villa is not – even if they just allowed two, but the three goals, uh, they almost blew a 4-0 lead. So maybe at both teams to score? Oh, 100%. 100% because that's happened in each of Newcastle's last six games. Ooh, that's a stat for you. Both teams to score. I now – I feel more strongly about both teams to score than I do yeah. about – um about Southampton to win and uh, Southampton wins minus 110 both teams scores minus 128 so why not both teams score I like that yeah um uh, uh I'm I'm gonna say Newcastle I'm gonna say Newcastle Ooh. I think Ooh. Alan St. Maxman has a moment of brilliance and just somehow gets a ball onto Callum Wilson's head and he just hits it in to win the game. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Newcastle in this one. Frisky plus 300 odds on Newcastle to win this game. So, that, that is an aggressive play. Um, next game on the weekend, Everton at home to Manchester United. Um, I, like, I like two bets in this game. One is safer than the other. Um, United's double chance is minus 260, although I really think they'll win at plus 135. But I think they, they, they don't lose this game. That's what I'm trying to say. There's no shot they lose this game. Yeah. Um, Ollie is just a different gravy when he's under pressure. Um, you, there's no chance in hell United don't walk out of here with three points. Uh, just... I, I can't see unless he goes out and he's done with having this job. He wants to be fired and he plays fucking match striker and he starts McGuire again. Uh, but I just don't see a, any way, any way United don't win this game. They have to. Is Hamas playing? Do you know? Uh, I believe he is. But, but still no Richarlison or Luka Dean. So. Uh, no, Dean is back because his suspension was uh, reduced down to one game with the appeal. So he really? will be available for selection. Ooh. Yes. Okay, that's that's frisky then. I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say barring lineups, I like my United pick. But uh, if Everton come out with James and Luca Dean, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Ali's just a different gravy. He'll be fine. All right, always different gravy. He'll be fine. Um, next game on the weekend, Crystal Palace at home at Selhurst Park to Leeds. 
I know they lost this weekend, but Vegas need to stop playing with my my boys. Plus one forty five for Leeds to win, and I think they definitely get the three points here. Roy's going to try and uh, park the bus on them. Marcelo's going to break it down. Leeds going to get three points. Yeah, um, I definitely think uh, Leeds will walk out of here with a comfortable win. Um, Southampton have not kept a clean sheet, or Southampton, oh my God. Palace <laughs> have not kept a clean sheet in seven games either. So A bunch I, of bus parkers that shit. Yeah, yeah, that's really bad. And uh, Leeds will just go at their neck over and over and over. So we got a Leeds win. We got Leeds walking out here with three points. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't understand how this is so close to call for Vegas. Like plus one forty five on Leeds, plus one ninety on Palace. Disrespectful to Marcel Bielsa and the boys, in my opinion. Very. Next game on the weekend, slam dunk, lock of the week. Chelsea home to Sheffield United. Chelsea's minus two eighty money line. Um bet your mortgage on it. Like whatever. Honestly. Um, and their spread minus one at plus one ten. I also feel very comfortable in taking that. Uh, I think Chelsea win at least by two goals. They win comfortably, but um, you know, uh, obviously, mortal lock of the century. Chelsea's going to get three points out of this minus two eighty. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I am about <laughs> it because it's like I kind of get that same feeling like the United game. It's a game that United looks like they're going to lose, but you know they're not going to lose. And I kind of had that feeling that this was a game Chelsea looked like they were not going to lose, but I have that feeling that they are going to lose. But looking at the stats, I would definitely go Chelsea and Chelsea to score first. They have scored first six out of their last eight matches, and Sheffield have conceded first in five out of the last six. So uh, money line score cast action. I like it. So yeah, uh, Chelsea and they do score first. All right. Next game on the weekend, West Ham at home to Fulham. Um, I know, I know <laughs> y'all, y'all think this is slam dunk, but this is exactly where West Ham likes to remind you who the fuck they are. And that's why, this is my frisky play of the weekend. I'm taking Fulham double chance. No, 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 no. I'm taking Fulham plus one. I'm taking Fulham plus one on the spread at plus 100. Even money on that. And I'm, that's, that's what I'm going with in this game. I know everybody thinks West Ham is good, picking up results, only lost to Liverpool by a goal. But this is exactly the game that they should win. And that's why... They might not win. Um, no, yeah, they, they destroy. They destroy them. <laughs> like, no holds bar. Just, you're going to feel bad for Fulham after this one. I'm, I'm talking like four, five on their head. Wow. Yeah. Well, they are minus 125, so that's, that is also a very good play. Good value if you're really comfortable about West Ham. All right, next game on the weekend. Um, West Brom at home to Tottenham. My bad for the uh, premature premature call. 
this is the lock of the century of the weekend. <laughs> um, this is better money somehow than Chelsea Sheffield. Tottenham are minus 200 money line versus West Brom. And they're going to absolutely smack them all up and down the pitch. Tottenham, easy win. Yeah. Yeah. Tot- Tottenham destroy him again. And that's that's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. Um, nice game on the weekend. Going to be a good one. Um, the battle of the wolves and foxes, the woodland critters. Shout out South Park. Um, Leicester at home to Wolves. Uh, Leicester at plus one thirty. Wolves at plus two thirty. Um, this is this is a really tough one to call, and that's why I'm gonna say it's a draw. That rhymed. Um, I like the draw at plus two ten. Um, I also like Wolves at plus one goal at minus 165 because I think even if Leicester do get the three points, it's not going to be a big victory. I think it's going to be a tight game, and that's why I think there could be a draw. But am I surprised if Leicester wins 1-0 or Wolves win 1-0, 2-1? You know, it's a close game. Somebody gets the winner. Could happen. Yeah, um, this is a tough one to call as Wolves have, are unbeaten in their last four. But um, I'm going to say Leicester take it because uh, they'll jump out to an early lead, I think. Because so, they they've been the first to score in all five of their last five matches, and a first-half winner has been the case in four out of their last five wins. So... We will uh, we'll be taking Lester on that one. All right, all right, taking Lester on that one. I like it. I think they're definitely they're probably the better team, but it's it's an interesting matchup in terms of play styles and talent. Likewise, I think they're very evenly matched in both. Mm-hmm. Um, next game on the weekend, I'm first going to give you my advisory pick, and then I'm going to give you how I'm betting because I'm betting with my heart 100%. Because this is the weekend that we grabbed the Premier League Lions by his massive lion balls, and we just take a fucking stranglehold of that, and we run away with it. Talking Man City (laughs) at home to Liverpool. We got to show what the fuck is good this weekend. Important two weeks because we got Spurs next week. And this this is a key result. Last time we won the league, this fixture is why we won the league. We won the league by two points, and we got four from our games from Liverpool. So that's it's why we won the league last time we won. So you know how important this is. Um, safe bet, both teams to score, I think, because um, I think Liverpool will definitely get on the board, and I think Man City will definitely score a goal. I feel like both these teams are too good to – either of them to keep or too bad at the back, whichever you want to take to keep a clean sheet. But um, that that is at minus 235, so pretty safe bet according to Vegas. However, I'm going to bet the spread 
Man City minus one. That means they're going to win by two goals or more. I'm going to go with a 3-1 correct score as well. The spread is plus 260. The 3-1 is plus 800. And we're going to take control of the league this weekend. What do you think? Uh, Liverpool win. Fuck you. I didn't even want to intro that just so it could sting you and kill your dreams immediately. But um, (laughs) no, yeah, Liverpool win. I think since you did a correct score, I'll give mine. Uh, I'll explain it after because it sounds kind of crazy. But I'm going with 4-2 to Liverpool. Not because City are getting dominated, not because Liverpool are dominating. It's going to be a very even match. I just think Ederson has been playing way too well uh, of late. And I kind of think it has to come to an end in a very important game. And I think City play well, but there's just a mistake or two from Ederson that costs them this game. And uh, that's what I'm going for, too. But a very evenly matched contest Contest, other than that. Let me ask you this, though. Yeah. Who on Liverpool's whole team can guard Joao Cancelo? The best uh, cam in the league. No, yeah. None, nothing. But uh, let me ask you this as a rebuttal. All right. Who on City's team can score? Jesus, if Jesus, we we may have Jesus and Aguero back. Like, look, if we don't have any strikers, then I'll give you that. I am highly worried, highly concerned. But (laughs) if we even have like 45 minutes of one of them, I think we can get get that. That's where the the two goals comes from. Look, Joao Cancelo is liable to score a goal too. Scored one with his weak foot this weekend. He's a fucking Kyle Walker is at home at right center back playing a back three now and then Joao he almost plays like a messy role that plays defense he's honestly the second coming of Jesus I love him he should be an every week starter for us and I swear I swear to fuck if Mendy gets back and takes his spot oh my god I don't even want to think about it like it just doesn't make fucking sense dude it's gonna it's gonna be a gonna be an angry one but yeah also Allison's been in great form too so it'll be tough to get by him uh i don't think he makes the mistakes that ederson will make so yeah it'll be a good game this is definitely the game of the weekend if if you if you only have time to watch one game this weekend definitely the the united game uh get the fuck out of here nobody wants to see that trash um next game on the weekend speaking of trash we got more trash coming up arsenal at home to aston villa Arsenal fans, you guys are on your high fucking horse. You guys got nine points in Europe. You got the win versus United. Mikel Arteta and his beautiful, beautiful hair are at the wheel. I feel it. I feel the vibes. You know, he was a good cone guy for us. You know, that's who your manager is, our cone guy. And that's why this weekend, I think um, Dean Smith, Jack Grealish, John McGinn, Douglas Louise, Tyrone Mings, Ollie Watkins, Matty Cash. Like, they're they're just star-studded cast over here in Aston Villa. I think they cover the plus-one spread at plus-125. That is my pick for this game. Um, Yeah, I think Villa win. 
They've scored plus four ten for that. Yeah, I think they win. Uh, I they've scored in their last seven. They've scored more, or at least three and five of them. Mm. So they're a really good offensive team. Um, Arsenal is not a really good offensive team. Aubameyang no, in that United game, yeah, he scored a penalty, but the touches that this guy took in United's box. I couldn't tell if it was a bombing or me with a tan and a bad hairline out there. It was just, it was not good for him. Um, And I don't think it gets any better. I think Arteta goes with that exact same lineup that he put out there against United because it quote unquote worked and uh, it'll be Arsenal's downfall. Jack Grealish, man of the match. Two assists and a goal, two goals and an assist, three stats, whatever way you want to slice it. And that's how it's going to happen. Yeah, if they go out with the same approach, I definitely don't think that's going to work because, you know, Alneni and Partey can be engines all they want, but they're going to run into two assholes by the name of John McGinn and Douglas Luis. And um, they're really, really good. The both I got this this Villa team is really good actually. Like if yeah. they stay together, like they're young, they're talented. If they stay together, you know, watch out next year, the year after, they could be pushing for some legit Europa League contention. I think. Yeah. Um, next game on the weekend, we have nobody. Nobody. That's it. Those are all <laughs> the games on the weekend. Those are our picks. Um, what do you know? What a what a round of gambling. I think there's a lot of good value in some underdogs this weekend. I definitely like Aston Villa money line if you want to throw a little little money on that. Um you know, Newcastle, also a frisky play. I think they could get the three points. Um don't bet on Sheffield or West Brom for sure. Um and Man City's about to grab the league by the balls. Uh anything else from you? Yeah, don't touch city. Don't touch uh, city. Um, if you want to be broke, yeah, don't touch city. <laughs> sure. No, um, good, good slate of games coming up. Uh, enjoy it because there's a lot of good ones this weekend. A lot of sneaky good ones this weekend as well. So, uh, yeah, it's much better than last week's slate of games, uh, which sure. turned out to be a pretty solid weekend given the matchups. So. Yeah. But this one, a lot of good matchups every day of the weekend, like I've said three times. Uh, but, yeah, so enjoy it. Watch some soccer. Get ready for the U.S. men's national team to take six points in a couple weeks. And then uh, back at it. Yeah, um, back at it. One last piece of gambling advice. Um, bet on Gladbach till they prove you wrong. Bet on Real Sociedad till they prove you wrong. Bet on Villarreal, another frisky team in Spain, till they prove you wrong. And bet against the fucking Jets until they prove you wrong. This NFL season, <laughs> I bet the spread against the Jets every single week, and only once has it not hit. And guess what? I'm going back to the well when they're back from the bye next week. Um, I think they have the Patriots. I don't know what the spread is. I don't care if it's fucking like 17. I'm taking it. Um, that does it from us at the We Call It Soccer show. Thank you for listening as always. And uh, let's make some big bucks this weekend yet again. We got the plus money plays. We got the, we don't got the Jets, but we got everything else. We got everything else. 
yep let's let's do it baby thanks everyone for watching be safe up, get home up. safe drink responsibly wake up drink wake responsibly. up yeah. peace gotta hit the blunt to make me focus lyrics flowing out like hocus pocus i don't even really need to talk this to focus i'm just trying to get rid of the locusts you know this